Hello, degenerates, and welcome to the fourth fucking season of Degenerates Drinking Coffee. I'm your host, Nick fucking Ginter, and I'm coming out swinging harder than a man with a can of twisted tea. All right, so to start, obviously, Happy New Year. This is going to be airing on January 1st, 2021. Uh, So, you know, I'd like to start this episode by, you know, thanking our longtime listeners. You know, this, this podcast continues to spread like, I don't know, the fucking clap in the infantry barracks, all right? And that's because you guys are sharing it, all right? That's legitimately the lifeblood of this whole fucking project. I don't run ads, all right? Or put out massive amounts of money into, you know, promotional campaigns. So, you know, as I've said countless times, continue to share it. You know, let me know you like it or or what you don't like about it. And, and I'll continue doing what I'm doing or improving on things that need to be improved, all right? You know, if there's legitimate improvements I can make, I won't be a dick about getting some advice, all right? Just just fucking send it. On the opposite side of the coin, you know, I'd like to give a huge shout out to those of you who doubted the podcast, Degenerates Limited Company, the multiple projects under the label. People straight up told me this was fucking foolish. Or they would do things like ask how my little fucking podcast was doing it, you know. And some companies wouldn't give me the fucking time of day because I'm a little guy in the game. And I'm, I'm fucking aware of this. But just know this one fucking fact. I will forgive no one and I will forget nothing. If there's one thing I've learned in life, it's that being underestimated is a fucking blessing. No one takes a startup as a threat until it's too fucking late, right? And, and you know, when that day fucking comes, I'm going to start pulling away at audience, clients, and even your fucking friends. So, you know, when the truth comes out about how your company treats small business, don't be fucking surprised. Because you know what goes great with fucking coffee? Motherfucking revenge. Anyway, I'm glad we're finally back in action because I've got a feeling 2021 isn't the end of the fucking 2020 just gave us, all right? Honestly, I, I think that was maybe just lubing us up for the long dick of this year, but but who knows? Maybe I'm just being sassy. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one, though. I mean, you all seem pretty pissed about your $600 stimulus checks, and for good reason. I mean, that is your money. And while I believe that we do need taxes, I also believe that times like these demand we receive a larger sum of relief with the money collected from those taxes, uh, you know, with none of the money going to other countries. I'll be real, though. Seeing people from uh, high school get fat, divorced, and poor is the only stimulus package I need. That and knowing my exes are all knocked up and stuck with some fucking hippie with half the dick that I have, so like two inches. Uh, just kidding. Actually, I talked to one of my friends about this the other day, and I and it, it's a fact. I, I was a late bloomer, man. I, I turned 26, and out of nowhere, I was like, fuck, I can hardly walk. Then, then, then you know, then just looked down, and there was a pet python chilling there. Like, what's up, dog? So... The point of this little story isn't to pull a, a weird flex, but give some of you guys in your early 20s some hope about when your wiener will become a winner. All right, so we actually do have a pretty neat coffee process that I want to get into, but before we get into that, I have a pretty fucked up story that I wanted to tell. So, no shit, there I was, talking to someone I know, and their sister is a modern-day SJW, so I jokingly asked if he got her a copy of the Communist Manifesto for Christmas. His reply was no, but he did recently read Mein Kampf. Okay, pause. Like, what the actual fuck? Like, okay, who who is reading that fucking book? So at this point in the story, I, I legit, you know, got a little little concerned about my buddy's ideologies, and I had to be straight up with him, just like, uh, hey, man, I'm going to be real with you. Uh, 
why the fuck are you reading that? <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 dude, it's not like that. I'm not a fucking Nazi. I just wanted to see where this dude's mind was at. Uh, I don't know how you don't get where this dude's mind is at. If you don't know, Mein Kampf is a book written by Adolf fucking Hitler. So obviously this, this shit is super fucking sketchy, especially when you find out someone you know is reading it. So my buddy goes on to say, I don't have it anymore. So I'm like, okay, cool. This guy probably burned it or something, right? But then he goes on and he's like, uh, yeah, I was at an Airbnb in LA and during, uh, you know, bedtime activities broke one of the frame supports. And, uh, I don't know how this worked, but you know, I just put the book under there and it fixed the issue. So I just left it there. So when I get charged, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I imagine your jaws dropped right now and you're like, are you fucking serious? Which is, uh, you know, that was my reaction, but it's definitely one of the most fucked up stories I've, I've heard this week. So yeah, somewhere in LA, a bed is being supported by arguably one of the most detestable pieces of literature. Uh, yeah. So anyway, the coffee, what do we have this week? So first of all, our uh, control for this season will be a siphon brewing method, which seems pretty fucking complicated at first. But in reality, it's it's really fucking simple. Uh, according to the Curious Barista's Guide to Coffee by Tristan Stevenson, this is what you need to know. All right, so the first known vacuum pot, also known as a siphon, dates back to the drawing of a coffee maker from 1827 created by Professor Norenberg of Tübingen, Tübingen, Germany, uh, following from this where a handful of patents filed in both Germany and France in the 1830s, many of them submitted by women, culminating in Lyon resident Madame Vassik, I don't know how to pronounce that, which consisted of a double globe assembly with a spigot in the lower globe to dispense the coffee and a decor decorative pierced metal crown at the top. Amazingly, modern vacuum pots are virtually indistinguishable from the 170-year-old design, but besides being an innovative new method for making coffee, it is also thought to be one of the first brewers made from glass, a trend that continues through the 19th century as glass in general becomes more readily available in Europe, all right? So what you're probably wondering is, how does this fucking shit work, all right? Well, let me go on real quick. Let me let me get past this part. It, it sounds complicated. It's really not. So both vacuum pots and atmospheric pressure pots work across two vessels that can be connected horizontally or vertically by a pipe or with some sort of a filter arrangement, usually a cloth on the end. The first vessel is set above a heat source and water is added. The second vessel contains the ground coffee. As the water heats up in the first vessel, the steam pressure increases and water is forced through the pipe into the second vessel to mix with the coffee. Once the heat source is extinguished, the pressure in the first vessel drops and pulls the brewed coffee back through, filtering out the grounds on the way. In atmospheric pressure pot, there is a cap on the spout which is removed, causing the system to uh, pressurize and the brewed coffee to filter through the lower vessel by gravity alone. So, the important point as stated by the book, to recognize with all these brewing methods is that water does not boil. There is sufficient steam pressure created by the hot water to push it from one vessel to the next. In fact, it is nigh on impossible to make the water boil in these devices since the system is pressurized and the laws of physics prevent it. Why would you use the word nigh? Anyway, that's, that's how it works. 
All right, so I will be filmed brewing coffee using this process tomorrow, so I'd expect a video on the Instagram page, Facebook, and YouTube in the next week if you're more of a visual learner. This week's coffee is from Joe Studio Small Batch Specialty Coffee Roastery in Greenwich, Connecticut. And let me tell you, I did not go all the way up to Connecticut to get this. It was a gift from someone in my family, and it looks to be right up my alley. We've got specialty whole beans from Guatemala. It's a medium roast. Wash processed with notes of milk chocolate, caramel, and red apple. So, uh, you know, I, th I think it's time. The first ASMR quality check of the season. <sighs> yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. Okay, so one thing I want to note in this is it, it just tastes like a cleaner brew. It's hard to describe. I wouldn't say it makes things taste better than what they are, but it gives a more, I don't know, a refined taste of what you're drinking. It almost makes coffee taste more lightly roasted. But, you know, this isn't bad. I, w I would say that it's a little on the darker end for a medium roast, but, you know, the apple definitely pops the milk chocolate's present. Uh, this isn't necessarily my cup of tea because it's not a cup of tea at all. It's a cup of coffee. But, you know, it's it's definitely a good one. I would opt into something a, a little lighter. Uh, but the brewing method definitely brings out everything. It, it definitely makes every, uh, every tasting note just a little more intense. All right, so pretty cool cup of coffee. Really fucking cool brewing method. Uh, but let's move on to probably the most dangerous alcohol that's ever been on the podcast. So after watching a younger, more despicable Slim Shady get sent to the Shadow Realm with one swift slap over the head with one of these 24-ounce bad boys, I knew we had to get this lethal force of an alcoholic beverage on the show, all right? So uh, what was incredible about getting one of these cans was that they were completely sold out everywhere. And I mean, like, I spent, I spent about three hours trying to find one tall boy at gas stations and liquor stores in a 25-mile radius and finally found one, literally one, on a shelf in a backwoods gas station that I'm pretty sure is a front for a meth lab. So I'm telling you, anyone who has money and twisted tea right now is making bank from the most unlikely, satisfying, and free publicity. Anyway, uh, we secured the package. So let me tell you a little bit about it. <laughs> so according to the company, our fans love unwinding with a twisted tea original, a hard iced tea made with real brewed tea. They also love racetracks, country music, and tailgates. Made from select tea and natural lemon flavor, twisted tea original is refreshing, smooth, delicious, and of course, a little twisted. Alcohol by volume, 5%. Uh, that's it. Uh, the shortest description uh, and go into as little detail as we've ever had on the show. And and I guess, you know, when you're dealing with that level of firepower, you, you really don't need to use your words. All right. Well, now that we've had some drinks, let's get back to the stimulus check situation. This, this, I'm telling you, this is where I'm a little lost. All right. So you guys literally elected the officials who are offering you $600, which I agree is too low a number. But this is after you all willingly allowed your rights to be stripped from you, chanted to close business, and said, trust the experts. Anyone who's taken a history class knows that printing more fucking money isn't the solution to anything. Quite the opposite. It, it, it makes things worse. But, all right, so the irony of this situation is that while I do agree that no money needs to be going to other countries during this time, uh, let's not forget why federal relief is even an issue. So, 
a virus that has a 99% survivability rate was hyped up by the media, and the fear rhetoric they supplied was willingly accepted by everyone. Well, maybe not everyone, but a large percentage of the population. Then, everyone began to accept unconstitutional mandates relating to travel, operation of business, and assembly. Then, we act shocked that people aren't able to make ends meet, are losing their jobs and need money to survive. Like, like I'm sorry. <laughs> everyone was literally cheering, and I mean literally cheering, for business to close. Uh, and, and this is where I'm lost. Uh, essential business to restrict clientele and, and limit socialization was something that, you know, for the, for the most part, our society supported. So, so how does it come as a surprise that the economy is falling apart and small businesses are failing? Americans are quite literally asking for it. So I'm, I'm confused why the same people who called me a selfish fuck for not wearing a mask only supporting small businesses that are refusing to uh, uh, adhere to local mandates are now crying because their handout wasn't fucking big enough. So business owners who accepted this red coat restriction and shut their doors, you guys aren't aren't safe either. You, you aren't any fucking better, all right? Plenty of other businesses refuse to accept limitations on their freedom to operate. And guess what? The fines are adding up, threats are being made, and, and eventually... What's going to happen is this shit will be found to be one massive power play by the government and exposed for what it is, which is straight up tyranny. And, and I mean, fuck, dude, politicians are still going out to large, glamorous gatherings without masks, getting their hair and nails done, sitting down at restaurants and living the fucking dream. So why can't you? So don't don't fucking buy into the lie, because as soon as you give up a little bit of your freedom, it won't stop there more and more will be chipped away. And, and that's exactly what's happened over the past year. The sad part is people are giving up those freedoms and, and they're doing it with a sense of righteousness. That's that's what is is unbelievable, unbelievable to me. They truly believe that they are in the fucking right. Anyway, that's a big idea packed into a neat little rant. But I will say, like I've con- continued to say over the past year, it's, it's about time you guys start thinking critically rather than just accept whatever is shoved down your throat or rammed up your ass. Speaking of ass, I would like to touch on one more subject, and that subject is gun bunnies. So, I recently posted a picture on the uh, Degenerates Drinking Coffee Instagram of me shirtless and full kit with a caption that said, how to become a gun bunny. Take your shirt off, put on someone else's kit, post a picture on Instagram, congratulations, now you're famous. So, What are these fascinating creatures, you might be asking? Well, my definition of the phrase would be a chick who puts on someone else's kit, holds their weapon, and posts pictures on social media with minimal clothing and little to no practical knowledge of firearms and tactical movements. So, in other words, a model who specifically targets the 2A and military community. So, why do I make fun of them? Well, I think the easiest way to explain that would be with an analogy. So, Let's see. Okay, so I don't. I don't want to. I don't. Where do I go with this? I all right. I don't know anything about weapons of the medieval era, right? But what if I had an Instagram page where all I did is dress in little bits of chainmail, let my balls casually flop out the bottom of my battle skirt, and held ancient swords with my nipples poking through a wet white T-shirt? So I have no clue how the fuck to use a sword practically have never had any reason for chainmail armor in actual training or combat environments. But for some reason, 
I'm famous on social media for it. <laughs> you guys see what I'm getting at? So I, I get it. Sex sells and maybe gun bunnies are getting more people interested in firearms. But, you know, treating them as an expert authority in that field is simply fucking idiotic. I have a project uh, operated by a guy named Jay, who's another uh, combat veteran, and it's called uh, Degenerates Going Dark, which is operated, uh, you know, and it's been operated for a while now. But but ever since starting that, you know, I've watched. Half-naked chicks wearing hundreds of thousands of dollars of gear that don't even know how to change a fucking magazine properly. So, uh, in good conscience, I will not be giving gun bunnies the degenerate drinking coffee seal of approval. All right. Well, that's all I've got. If you're still listening, then this might be the podcast for you. I intentionally hit some controversial topics in this episode because I want you guys, if you're just starting now, to have a firm idea of what to expect going forward, no matter what. I'm not changing who I am to accommodate listeners, all right? This podcast is 100% the authentic and real me, not a persona I put on when I start recording, all right? If it's too much for your weak little heart to take, go listen to that fucking Two Girls, One Cup podcast. Or um, what's what the fuck's that called again? Fucking um, Call Her Daddy. That's the one. Go listen to that bullshit. Anyway, have a great week, Degenerates. Happy fucking New Year. Look both ways before crossing the street. Don't drink and drive. Eat your guy or girl's ass if they're about that life. And don't forget to wipe from the front and the back, not just in one direction. I'll catch you guys next time on Degenerate Drinking Coffee.